another episode of The Unknown Pro, and today I have the very wonderful, one of my favorite people, Jordan Taylor. <laughs> I almost said your full name, because it just really rolls off the tongue. It is a very good, um, it should have been an author or something. Probably it totally. <laughs> Jordan Lee Taylor and the trilogy. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. So, Jordan, you are currently in, you know, your stay at home at your mom's. How's that going? Yeah. <laughs> um, it feels a bit like Groundhog Day, you know, just every day is the same. Yes. I, I'm like, I'm trying to like, you know, do different creative projects and, um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. That's the I've been on my own though since college. Like I've lived in my own apartment since college that and always like a four or five hour trip away from my mom. So it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, like a four or five steps away from your mom. Yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still on my own level, though. Her, her cool. wonderful house that she built. She actually built this level. Um, it was called Jordan's Family Wing. Um, <laughs> the West Wing. What level did she know? <laughs> she just be stuck with me. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. it. That's great. You got to think, you know, I like Marge's thinking and then, but you brought Pudge. So that kind of counts as a grandson. Yes. Yes. He's definitely um, a petulant toddler is what it is. Just <laughs> running rampant, but <laughs> so that's, a good old time. that's great. Um, so before we get started, I just want to read everyone your fantastic bio. So if you want to just like take a seat, I'm going to, I'll be talking <laughs> for a little while. Um, <laughs> Um, so before, before we get into like collegiate and after, I just have to say your senior year of high school at Valencia, 2007, you were 32 and 0, and I just think that is mind blowing. So worth saying. Our team was a little good. Just That is fair, right? <laughs> you guys, you guys did have a good team. I remember because we lost you. Um, and <laughs> you actually, my friend was your 1000th high school strikeout. Um, so that so you're in, you're in our memories for a long time, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Um, so then you went to Michigan. You graduated in 2011, but uh, you were Big Ten Freshman of the Year. And then as a junior, you were Player of the Year. Also, three times you were All-American. Um, three times you were all, you were three-time All-American. That sounds um, a little more athletic. Like, <laughs> nice grammar, Sam. Um, you, there are so many things you were tops in, but the main ones would be career wins, strikeouts, and no hitters, and pretty much everything that you weren't tops in, you were top 10 and everything else. Um, from there, you were drafted, played with the Pride for many seasons, 2011 to 2017 in the MPF, and then played with the Aussie Spirit in 2018, also in the MPF. During all that time, you played for Denso in the Japanese Pro League for, uh, in 2012, 2013. And now you've been with Tota since 2017 to now. Team USA you played in 2011, 2012. And lots of different colors with all your teams here. So many colors. Many colors. So many jerseys. So many. <laughs> um, and then you had a little coaching stint where you coached at Boston University in 13 and 14. And then uh, Loyola Chicago in 15 and 16. So, okay, I'm done. Did I miss anything? It's a lot of softball. That was a lot of softball to talk about. <laughs> so it's like all, I did this for a living or something <laughs> imagine that yeah that's, that's you know it's more than just a hobby at this point <laughs> yeah, yeah 
Um, so my first question, obviously, being a California girl, we grew up maybe 30 minutes apart from each other. But thinking about going to Michigan, what were you thinking as someone who never went through a winter? <laughs> so, I actually did that a lot. What were you thinking? Um, no, I mean, I knew it. I knew immediately that I wanted to get out of California, mm. uh, that I wanted to, like, experience something different. Um, <laughs> which I think that was a lot, I think a lot of decisions that we make when we're in high school are so our parents, like, making <laughs> for us, like, dropping little hints. seed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I always wanted to, like, experience something different, and um, when I was getting recruited, <coughs> when I was getting recruited, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, that was when Michigan was, uh, won it in 2005, um, was just before that, so they're having their huge year. And obviously they were really good before that, but, um, yeah, yeah, I just wanted, I wanted something different as soon as I stepped on campus, like pretty much everybody says it was just a, a light bulb went off. Everything was, um, really, it was just everything I wanted. Of course, Marge, I'm my lovely mother. <laughs> um, I said, I wanted snow. I wanted something different. And she goes, okay. And Hutch wanted me to come in October for a big football weekend. Like, fall in Michigan, you, you can't say no to it. Yeah. Um, but no, Marge said, oh, no, we're going in, we're going in January. <laughs> you want, you want winter, you're getting winter. And um, it was like 60 degrees. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. It was 60 degrees. Um, I was in my like huge winter coat. Oh <laughs> like I was in shorts. But yeah, the girls, it was funny though, because the girls, um, hung up little snowflakes in the locker room for me. So oh that just sealed the deal. It really did. That's so that was out. the winter that you got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 60 degrees right in the middle of January. Hutch um, was actually pissed. <laughs> she, was so pissed. she thought she was so smart and was like, yeah, you want to see winter. Here you go. And you're like, this is yeah. kind of like winter in California. I don't understand. Yeah. But I was still there in my huge winter, like, REI coat, like, <laughs> with the fur trim. <laughs> I could picture it. I could absolutely picture it. And the, and the Michigander is kind of like, she's definitely not from here. Yeah, not from here. <laughs> um, so what was it? So obviously campus was amazing. The weather was super nice. Um, what, what really sealed the deal with the softball program for you? Um, well, I mean, much. Yeah, yeah, it's God know, bless her. Slight legend, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think it wasn't so much the softball program that sold me. It was like everything. It was. Um, I really want an academic school, and Michigan's one of the top academic schools. Um, the town is just, like it's wow. repeatedly voted the best, like small town, even though it's not small. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was just the package, the athletics. Um, uh, academics and just overall atmosphere and then on top of it you get Hutch who yeah. I mean changes everybody that comes to that program for better so um, yeah it was kind of they were always my number one and it was it was a sign seal delivered as soon as I stepped on campus. Done deal I'm here <laughs> I just stay here and start school you know. Yeah. And That's now my mom lives here so. <laughs> so Michigan now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It just, yeah. it, that's, that's the perfect fit and it's continued to be the perfect fit even after you graduated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> still here. 
it's still here and it's supposed to uh, snow. Hey, <laughs> so that's cool. Um, so going through, you know, the process of, of high school, recruiting, college, for, for me, my first time I ever saw you was 2007 when we lost you in high school and you went on to win the CIF championship. And then, you know, we lost the next year also to Valencia, but that's, this is not about see me high. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like every, every time I've seen you since then, even, you know, watching you on TV, cause you know, you're a local kid and I got to face you. So I, you know, obviously I'm like, I know her, she, you know, she's so good. And you've always had the same to me, the same demeanor um, on the field and then getting to know you when we met in 2012, you've been very steady in, in kind of who you are. Do you, do you feel that way or is that something you, you work on or? Um, definitely on the field stuff is, I don't, I kind of carpet, carp, compartment wise, there it is. Cardboard. Uh, <laughs> cardboard bundle <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I think, um, I had a very strong sense of self from when I was younger. Um, my mom is a very strong woman, um, yeah. very fierce. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how she raised me. And so I think from an early age, I kind of had a strong sense of self. And, um, you know, I always kind of knew who, not knew who I was, but um, I didn't, I tried for since I was younger to not let other people's opinions of me change me type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, mo mostly I keep my friend's circle pretty small. Yeah. Small. Um, but um, <laughs> um, to me, it's always been my friend's opinions of me matter way more than people who I don't know's opinions of me. So, I mean, I've been called every name in the book um, <laughs> since I was in high school. Um, but, you know, it's just, I, I think that's helped me is that I just had a strong sense of self and a very strong woman raised me and um, kind of, you know, not let other people's opinions of me affect how I live my life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you can tell, you can tell in the way that you play. Cause shoot, I mean, I've played against you mm -hmm. as, as much as I've played with you and, you know, I'm on the opposing side and, and keep people talk, you know, people say things and I've seen, you know, <laughs> I, I'll just never, I'll just You're never. friends with her? <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or I just, I'll never forget. I know I've told you this story multiple times. They're like, oh my God, like such a bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, she's my bitch. <laughs> Like that's you. Yeah. And, but that's, that sort of thing can, can, I feel like, especially for females, that sort of thing can really make somebody crumble, really make somebody feel bad. Do you, I mean, do you ever have times where, where things like that get to you? Oh no, absolutely. I mean, I remember, um, uh, I think it was 2015 season in MPF. Um, that's when the, like multiple teams just decided that I was, I was not it. I was not going to be their friend. Um, but that was when I was really starting to come into my closer role. And I think what's really misperceived, not that this, like, not that I ever want to be like, oh, you guys got me so wrong. Like, that's not me at all. Like, but I just, I think that when I play, like, I'm not doing it against other people. Like, 
when yeah. I like fist pump, like everyone always wanted to do in the whole bat flip debate. They're like, well, what about the picture fist bump? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not pumping the air because I want her to go sit down. Like I'm generally excited for myself because this is really hard, guys. <laughs> right. It was very difficult. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I've I've always been a very emotional player. Yeah. Um, and not that I try to let other things affect me, but after this one particularly bad season where I was getting into it with the umpires, I was getting into it with people on the other side at the benches screaming stuff out at me and I would scream stuff back. And um, I went into the next season. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to be like freaking Zen. I'm not going to like give them anything back. I'm going to ignore everything that they say. I'm like going to whatever, like you can't affect me. And I didn't pitch that well. And I was like, well, am I only good when I'm like yelling stuff back at them? Like, when they're yelling illegal and I give them a stare down, like, is that the only reason I'm good? And like, I think it was just, I was starting to focus so much more on that all that bullshit instead of what I was doing. Yeah. You know, like, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to pitching anymore. I was paying attention to what people, you know, were yelling at me or, or, and, or controlling my reactions to other people. And so it was, um, it was very short-lived. This is Zen moment. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> short-lived. Um, but yeah, I mean, I obviously, I mean, human, you know, different yeah. things affect me, how um, they do everyone else. And I try to keep on the field stuff on the field, um, yeah. regardless of if someone else is or not. Um, you know, I don't have nearly the confrontations off the field as I do on the field, on the dirt. Um, even, you know, outside the, outside the white lines, really, I'm a pretty docile person, but, um. It's true. <laughs> you know, just here for a good time. 90% of the time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, tr I try to stay as, consistent I guess is possible I yeah and it, I mean it comes across like somebody for me see, the first time seeing you in 2007 I mean gosh that's 13 years ago of of playing time and that's a one of the words I would use is consistent is that you know what like Jordan's out there and she's gonna give you Jordan and even even you just saying like trying to I, I kind of knew where that was going when you said <laughs> trying to be done, like thinking how'd that how'd that work out you know <laughs> It did. But, you know, <laughs> in a way, it's almost kind of like that can help fuel your fire. That can give you something to then put into your next pitch, you know, and or when people yell sit when they think you have your change up and they <laughs> miss anyway, and you're just like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can understand. I, I totally, I think it's, it's, you're like an enigma because you are, you know, you're not, you're not someone, like you said, you're not someone who's going to go and be like, no, like you have me wrong. Like you said, you're, you're someone who's so fierce and, and strong, like you're, like you said about your mom, you're strong, you're independent. And I think that that, that in itself is intimidating because I don't know very many people like you in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and again, I think it's just strong sense of self and not letting 
again, I, I much rather care about the opinion of what you think of me and all that than what Joe Blow down the street does, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. It's always been like, why are you going to let someone else who doesn't even know you affect how you're coming across in the world? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that anybody can learn from because there are you know, obviously there are things you're, you're going to care about what other people think. But like you said, you've just selected the people that you're going to care about what they think, you know? Yeah. And that's a human, that's human of, of, instinct yeah. is to care what people think. That's the thing I think, cause I think about you. Cause I think if someone says, you know, I don't care what people think, I think Jordan Taylor doesn't care what people think except for that circle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but so many people, if they say, I don't care what people think you do. Oh, it's basic. That's basic human instinct to, wow. you know, Absolutely. social, social right. awareness. Right. <laughs> like if someone says, I don't like Sam, I want to be like, well, why? I know I don't know you, but <laughs> what did, what did I say? <laughs> but, um, I, I, I just think it's cool. And I think that when, you know, sitting and talking about it versus being, you know, versus playing against each other versus being on the field, it makes, it just makes so much sense. And I think it's a, a character or, you know, a quality uh, that people probably want more for themselves is to be that sense, have that sense of self. And you've carried that with you for so long. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I mean, I have, I had very, very strong, yeah. um, and you know, impacts my life of different people and, um, from an early age again, but I've, I've had just the most amazing role models all throughout my life. So I've had my mom, I had, um, Donna Lee at, Valencia High School is just uh, the epitome so of the fierce, like, <laughs> fierce woman. Um, and then I had Hutch. And, you know, I've had great mentors after that. Um, and they've all been very strong female. Um, you know, again, they're going to do what they think is right. And, um, you know, be damned what other people are saying about them. Right. Do you, do you, think, do you think that, like, especially out in the, you know, like the Twitter world. Do you think that it's because we're female that we might get a bad rap for, you know, snapping back at someone? Because I see all the time, uh, you know, a male athlete might quote, retweet something and stand up for themselves or set someone straight. And everyone's like, yes, like you go that you're saying what you should say. And then, you know, if someone, a, a female sports person comes back and it's almost like, oh my God, do, yeah. do, you, feel, do you feel like that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we see, and there's so many different layers to this, but I think that especially female athletes were always seen as ungrateful, um, that were seen as wanting too much. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times I look at, you know, the, the female athlete struggle and we're so young in, in our exposure to the sport and being in that spotlight. Um, but you know, at some point or another, you have to have that fight and you have to have, you know, people like Megan Rapinoe saying, you know, no, we actually deserve more things. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I always, there's so many different things where, you know, I'll tweet something and I'll have a very vast majority of men uh, <laughs> either replying or in my DMs, uh -huh. um, you know, just saying, no, you're wrong. Like, uh, well, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank all right, you. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I, it's just, it's hard to have that voice or have that platform to have a voice and constantly be like hit over the head, like freaking Bam Bam and Flintstones. Like, no, sit down. Like, what? Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, we could talk about that for- I know, right? I know. It's three hours. <laughs> Cause that's something I've been, I've been trying to be more aware of my social media presence in the last year or so. And there's so many times on Twitter where you're given the opportunity to snap back to somebody or, or, or leave it. And there's times where I sit back and I think if this person said something like this to me in person, I would 100% stand up for myself and say, why are you saying that to me? That's not how it is at all. But it's it's weird i feel like going through the social media pro- process of it it's almost like should i say this i don't know how you feel cuz you always speak your mind you know yeah a lot of the um the the more um salacious arguments that i get into um <laughs> are usually immediate they're not they're emotional and sometimes i go back and delete a few things when i'm like okay that was that was a bit much mm-hmm. uh, but again social media stuff so much gets lost in one people's opinions of you. I've had so many arguments with people who assumed that I was saying it in a bitchy way when I was just saying facts. Um, I saw one of the, um, um, I tweeted something about illegal pitches. I think it was with Barnhill, um, when she was still in college, basically saying like, leave her alone. Like she's not, yeah. It's not giving her an advantage, which again, we can talk about that for like five I know, right? <laughs> um, and I said, you know, like, leave her alone. I had some lady tweet back at me saying, no, it's illegal. My coach told me so. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted her back saying, you know, this is ABCY. This isn't, you know, sorry, yeah. but this is, that's not correct. And she said, well, you don't have to be such a know it all about it. And I was like, you just, you just asked, you. Like, you responded to me. I gave my answer back. And now I'm a know-it-all. Like, you know, so I, I do have a lot of interactions with that, of people thinking of me in a certain way. So they're thinking that my tweet or anything on social media is being mean or being, you know, said in this bitchy tone when I'm, I'm just saying a sentence. So I... A lot of a lot of stuff gets lost in social media, and um, you know it's just kind of the nature of the beast. But it's tough when you you know when yeah. you want to stand up for yourself, and people's opinions of you aren't going to change in a one sentence tweet. Like it's right. just not. It's you can sit there and talk to you talk to your blue in the face, but you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. That's a really, I think that's a really good way to put it. I didn't, I mean, it makes sense. I don't know why I didn't think of it like that before, where it's like, if somebody already is thinking something negatively of you, anything out your mouth is going to, is going to be negative because that's the the light that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've had a lot of um, Twitter battles, I guess you could go down (laughs) that. I've had a lot of, you know, arguments back and forth where I felt like people were, trying to get a reaction out of me because they knew they probably would (laughs) yeah um and you know obviously I had to be a little bit more mindful of what I put on social media (laughs) and who I decide to respond to Um, but there's been so many where I don't know the person um or I've never met them in person and Mm -hmm. it's immediately 
clear to me that they're just trying to get a reaction out of me. So, and lately I've been ignoring them, but. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe Mother Jordan did not ignore. She got, she got into some <laughs> scuffles. <laughs> I, love, I love boys like favorite, like, like. like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, and you know, the, the best part is that a lot of times, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's in person, whether it's on the field, you say what a lot of people are already thinking. You you just have the courage and you know the wherewithal to say it. That's that's what's crazy about it all is that there's times where you say something I'm like I 100% was thinking the same. Not that it always needs to be said. <laughs> right. right. We the, usually the 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 um, things that I get myself into are not things that need to be said. Um, <laughs> You know, you live and you learn. Sometimes a glass of wine and two are involved. You know, got a mature. Yeah, you know, it happens. <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> but I mean, I think speaking of illegal pitches, we're not. I mean, obviously, we're not going to talk about the you know the technical part of it. But how is the queen? <laughs> I know. Yeah, where's your where's your crown? But somewhere hiding. Marge has it. <laughs> um, how, how do you deal with that? Because you are, you're someone who I've seen more illegal pitches called on you than a lot of other people. And I know at this point what an illegal pitch is, but how do you, how do you deal with that um, when you're pitching, when you're in the moment? Is that something that used to get to you and doesn't now? Or do you have to really tell yourself, all right, Jordan, you know what, they're going to call it that th I have to go forward. You know, how do you deal? Oh, I see red every time. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. To this day, as soon yeah. as I hear an illegal pitch, it's just like, blacked out yep. angry face um no I, I mean it's it's pretty triggering not gonna lie um my so little background for anybody who doesn't know my sophomore year I think sophomore yeah sophomore year no jun junior year junior year sorry um that was when the NCAA decided that they were going to focus on it and somehow I became the poster child for legal pitches. Um, there was one game against Texas um, at the Judy Garman Classic um, that it was 38, I think, illegal pitches call. Yeah. Um, yeah, stoned it over it. Um, but what a lot of people don't know about that game is Hutch came. So the, the day before, back up, day before we played Utah, it was 21 to 20 because they were calling so many legal pitches. They just would not give in. The other girls getting called, I was getting called. I was literally stepping off the mound, throwing about 45 miles per hour while Nikki Nemitz, our other pitcher, got warmed up. Um, so it ended up being 21 to 20. They were calling everything. And it was just, Hutch got tossed out of the game. The only, the only, only game I ever saw her get tossed out of was that game. Um, but the next day we were playing Texas and um, Blair Luna was on the team. They were a very good team that year. Yeah. And Hutch comes to me and it was like, you know, female empowerment speech and like, we're standing up to the man and this is ridiculous. And like, I'm keeping you in there. We're going to make a statement. And I mean, who doesn't get fired up? thinking about it yeah like we're doing this and um I wanted to die <laughs> like, <laughs> third inning um it was yeah it was bad and it 
it was just a circus. It really was. They, like, I would throw a pitch and someone would fly out and then he would stick his hand right. out. I'm like, come on, mate. Like, this is just, yeah. Come on. Yeah. And me, me and my catcher, uh, Roya St. Clair, shout out, uh, got in a scuffle in the, uh, in the bullpen. <laughs> a trash can may have been thrown, not by me. <laughs> Oh man. Stories. But I mean, it is, it's very triggering. Um, mostly from that year we had, I'm convinced hands down, we had the best team in the nation that year. And we didn't even make it out of supers because it was just every pitch was getting called illegal. Yeah. And, um, you, you, there's really just nothing you can do about it. You can't, you can't do anything. If, if they're going to decide to call it, they're going to decide to call it. And, um, it was a little frustrating to see other girls who were blatantly worse than me getting called. Um, but it's the same thing. Like we were talking about people's opinions of you. Like if they have it before, like I was known as that girl. So true. And it was going to stay that way. Um, another one of my favorite stories is Jen McIntyre. She was the um, assistant coach at Penn State at the time. And she actually coached with me at Boston University. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, I used to be in the umpire's ear all the time. Like, oh, she's legal pitching. She's legal pitching. And I said, you don't think I didn't hear you? <laughs> it was game one of the series, and I could hear you walking across before pitch one telling him that legal pitching. Her. <laughs> like, like every single coach in the – but, I mean, if they were going to call it, obviously they were going to try to get the umpires on their side of things. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's been different issues since then. Um you know, I've been called for like four or five different illegal things. So I can't even keep track anymore. Yeah. Who knows what you're doing anymore? Who, who even knows? But, and there's a little bit of an adjustment in game stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it's hard again, because that's what I'm, fo- all of a sudden I'm focusing on my toe and keeping right. it down a quarter of an inch instead of where the ball's going. So right. um, it automatically, no matter how much mental you know, stability, I guess you have, or mental toughness you have, it's, it takes you out of your game because all yeah. of a sudden you're focusing on, you know, that one thing instead of the other 50 things that you have to be going right going on to make the pitch go. So yeah, it's a little triggering and um, I haven't really found <laughs> the correct way to deal with it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, nowadays it's like one gets called and then I don't really hear it the rest of the game. So yeah, Hopefully yeah, I just jinx myself and I know. Fingers crossed for you. Well, I haven't been called in Japan though, so you know what? That's my life right now. So I do know that, uh, like from experience of witnessing that, um, if when you when you see red, the next pitch is just the fastest. <laughs> So. Like level. <laughs> oh, God, good thing I'm on this side of the field. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think it's cool because, you know, people talk about the mental stuff of the game all the time. And I think it's cool to be able to know about yourself. You know what? I don't know exactly how to deal with this. I, it's something that comes up and it's something that I just figure out in the moment. I don't have an exact plan that, okay, if they call an illegal pitch, because that, you don't even want to plan for that. You know, it's something that why would you say, okay, if they call me, here's how I have to handle with it. It's like, no, I'm going to go into the game. I'm going to strike everyone out. And that's my plan, you know? 
Yeah, and I think that's the most frustrating part of it too, is just that, you know, with illegal pitches, everybody's like, we'll just drag. I'm like, just gross its feet. How about that, bud? Like, just become a slapper. Yeah, that's the biggest problem is that I don't think people realize that I can't, I don't feel myself doing it. Mm -hmm. So I can't just turn it on. It's not like a flip of a switch. Right. Um, where I can just stop doing, you know, my million reps style that I've just done. Like, I can't just be like, oh, okay. Just stay everything, down there, bud. <laughs> everything different than everything I've ever practiced. Yeah. So I think that's the, that was the most frustrating part was, um, again, my junior season, instead of focusing on, hey, my curveball is not working anymore, I had to focus. I threw 90% of my bullpens were fastballs in wow. my junior year just to keep my foot down this much yeah. we tried i mean we tried everything god bless jen brundage because yeah. she was pulling from resources i didn't know she had <laughs> try to get and we did some crazy things just to try to you know tiny tiny bit of correction but it went into we went so we were playing super regionals against tennessee that year and we were a number two seed Mm -hmm. and um we played Tennessee which was not a number 15 scene but that's another story um and I changed my style I changed my whole pitching style that I had been working on since you know freaking age of 12 I had changed my pitching style the morning of super regionals to try to keep my toe down uh, and I don't think I got out of the third inning because oh. like naturally like right what, what am I supposed to do Right. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's frustrating just because it's one of those, like, what could have my career looked like? What would that year have looked like for us if, you know, if that wasn't such a issue that the NCAA was paying attention to or the umpires were paying attention to? Right. So, that's why I'm triggered. I think it's a deep seated. Right. Where I'm like, I'm thinking about, okay, 10 years <laughs> ago. Mental. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I'm sitting here thinking if, if, if an umpire told me, okay, when you go in there, you have to take, you have to change this part of your swing. Cause what you're doing isn't legal. I, I can't even imagine what that would be like going into the batter's box thinking, Oh God, like, how do I even hit? Yeah. Cause uh, that, all of that mental, the, the quickness, the reaction, all of your um, muscle memory this flies out the window. You can't. Right. It's just weird. God, this this game we play. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, you've done so much with the sport. You know, you've played for everyone. You know, you've played at all the different levels. You've played. You know, so many colors. <laughs> so many colors, including very hot pink. Um. <laughs> The that, unicorn frappuccino uniform, if you That will. is just, I mean, is there anything better? Um, <laughs> you know, you, you represented our country. You're an All-American in college. You know, you've, you've done so many things. Did you, did you ever think that this is where you'd be with this sport? Like, how, how did young Jordan picture herself in the future, and how does that future look compared? No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even – even like growing up, like I didn't know college softball was an option for me, uh, really until I went into high school. Um, obviously, recruiting timeline is way different than it was back then. Right. Um, but yeah, I didn't know, like I had, 
I still, we were, me and my mom were talking the other day about, um, we were talking when I went to college, how I was going to do like a year abroad and I was like, going to go do this. And, um, you know, even when I was in college, um, I had no desire to play after. Wow. Uh, I just, you know, I, I was, I came in as a freshman and I performed very, very well in my freshman year. Mm -hmm. Um, and even after that, like I was getting opportunities to go play and I just, I wasn't interested in it. Um, I even said like, I'm not doing NPF, but a little little reputation issue back then. But, um, I just, I didn't have any desire to, um, until it came my senior year and the Japan, league came up and it's just kind of been rolling ever since um i have tried several times to retire um <laughs> and then you know housing market crashes the quarantine happens <laughs> life just said nothing so you're, you're still playing um but yeah i mean for me every time i kind of go and i'm like okay this is my last year like i, I can't do it anymore my body cannot take this anymore um, you know, I'm overseas for six months out of the year, like half my life is gone. Um, just slight mental breakdowns about it. Um, (laughs) but every time I do, like, I go and think like, well, am I still happy doing this? You know? And for me, I haven't found anything that comes close to replicating the feeling of stepping on the mound. Yeah. So, um, not that I think that I'm probably going to find something like that. Um, but to me, if you still have passion for it, you're still able to do it. Um, I don't think I'm competing at the highest level that I was at a couple, even a couple of years ago, but, um, you know, I still think that I'm, I'm Brett farving it. I'm just keeping it going. Come on. But yeah, I mean, I still have, I still have so much love for the game. So, so much passion and, um, so just kind of, why not? Right. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's a really cool way to put it is that asking yourself, am I happy with what I'm doing? Even though on the one hand, yeah, like you said, you're gone half the year. And then when you're, when you're not gone, you're still finding a way to be gone, you know, with the traveling and, yeah. <laughs> and going to so many different places and, and asking yourself, am I happy? And if the answer is yes, okay, cool. Then why change? Like if it's not broken, you know, yeah, ain't broke, don't fix it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Absolutely. and, even looking, looking at, gosh, even in just this last, what, year or two of your life, the amount of the world that you've been able to see because of what you have been able to do in the sport, like you've been able to do, it's too bad you didn't go study abroad because now you're just abroad all the time, right? Like you didn't miss out. Like you didn't have to be a a Michigan Wolverine to be abroad. So (laughs) exactly. So, no, I, mean, I mean, we say it all the time. A lot of softball players who get to get the opportunity to play for the country or get the opportunity to go into an international league, you know, the, the game just gives you so much more than you put in. It yeah. really does. And um, yeah. I wouldn't have, I would have never been able to do half the stuff that I have done. Um, definitely wouldn't be learning Japanese if I wasn't playing <laughs> softball. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it gives so much more than you put in and, so I, I'm, I'm happy with my life, <laughs> throw that out there. Um, yeah, yeah. I couldn't, it, it's weird to imagine what life would look like without all the opportunities that I've said yes to. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that it comes from saying yes 
you know, somebody could get all the same opportunities. And if they say, no, thank you, then their life looks a lot different, but you yeah. being open and willing. I, we, we know a lot of people who, if they had the opportunity to go to Japan, they say, no, thank you. And yeah, you know, which is fine, which is there, you know, everybody, whatever makes everybody happy. But I do think it coming from saying, yes, look at how much has happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, not that I judge anybody who says no, because obviously everyone's living their own life, but right. just the opportunity to go to Japan just opens up so many, so many doors and yeah. um, just a whole different way of life. And yeah. I can't imagine life without those little ones. I know. They're so cute. Probably they'll probably be listening to this. Not that they understand anything, but they I probably. hope so. They might pick up a few words here and there. They'll hear that we said Japan. Yeah, Japan and love. Um, <laughs> oh, you love me. <laughs> and and illegal pitch. They'll they'll pick that up. They'll know that. Um, but I just I mean I think it's so cool. Even just when I'm when I was sitting here and writing down your bio and and looking at all the things that you've done, it's it's just it's unbelievable what you've done. And I, I, I hope that you know that. And I hope that you know that like, if any, if nobody else thinks that, like I feel and Rick, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the only two opinions I really care I'm just about. saying, you know, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable. And, um, I, I'm just so glad that you're still in the sport because you're, you're someone that I know, like, because we've, we've become close and because we instantly connected in 2012, because we both loved Ed Sheeran with our whole heart. Um, <laughs> like, that's it. Okay. Well, we like each other because we have literally the exact same interests in, in everything. Um, but I know that if I needed something or if there was someone that I could turn to, I know with 100% positivity that I could call you or that I could rely on you and that you would do, I know that you would do anything for me. And I think that sometimes what's cool about you is that you do have this, you know, select group or, or small close friends to you. And, and I, I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I made it. Sometimes that can look like, like, Oh my God, you know, the, the way that it can look negatively, but it's such an amazing thing. And I think that it's, it, you know, it makes me feel bad sometimes that, that people think anything less than you're, I, I, anything less than what I think of you is that, you know, you're a great friend, you're a great teammate, you're, you know, you're fun to be around, you're a boss, like, there's so many positive things, um, so, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, like, 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 if there's times where I'm like, I need to say something, and I'm scared, and you're like, all right, here's how you go, and here's how you do it. <laughs> Here's what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 something it's something to strive for to be as strong willed as you. And I think that more people could could you know learn from you. So I'm just I'm just so happy that we're friends and that we lived in another country together and <laughs> had all our walks through the midnight. Yeah, right. McDonald's, uh, all of our deep talks. <laughs> I know. Gosh, I I wish we could be back there. But, um, but I'm just, I just hope that you know that all those things are true to me. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got. You got any closing statements? You want to show people your shirt? Yeah. <laughs> my shirt, my, and my slippers. <laughs> uh, um, no, I mean, the, the only like advice I ever give people, um, 
who asked for it. And since you're asking, uh, <laughs> um, no, I just think that like so much of my life, especially like straight out of college and in, in college, um, I was so concerned of what I thought my life should look like. Um, and that was a big reason why I left Japan the first time. So I went, I went to Japan straight out of college for two years and I loved it. I loved every second of it. Had a full bawling, like temper tantrum in the airport when I had to leave. Um, because I was so worried. I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm 24. I'm getting too old for this. Like I need to go, you know, I need to go move on. I need to like, you know, go to the next step of my life. Um, I was so concerned of what my snapshot in my head looked like. And it's taken me, it's taken me really till now, you know, if you told me in college that I'd be 31 years old, uh, still playing, still living overseas, um, you know, bouncing over to Australia every chance I got, uh, I, I would have been probably mortified. Like, what do you mean we don't have a house and kids? Like, what, uh, yeah. what are you doing? Um, so I just think that we get so caught up in, especially social media worlds of, you know, other, what other people's lives look like versus what our life looks like and just comparing and trying to create this like worlds that we think we should be living. And if it doesn't make you happy, like I, I just always, I've always gone where happiness has led me. Um, a very, very big believer in, you know, everyone comes into your life for a reason. Um, and you're always where you're supposed to be. Like if you, if you follow the opportunities that you think make you the happiest, then it really shouldn't matter what other people are thinking or what you thought your life should look like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's been a struggle for me, especially just because again, did not think I would still be through. Like my arm should have dislocated from my body and ran away about 20 years ago. <laughs> it should have been, it should have been to like Guatemala by now. But um, yeah, it's just, it's taken me so long to just kind of be like, you know what? My life is what it is. And I've said yes to happiness and you know. There we go. Things will happen. Yeah. They yeah. always will. Yeah. That's, you know, that is the best tidbit. That was so great. Just don't give in to the peer pressure people. <laughs> especially, especially, yeah, especially as women with the whole family and kids and, you know, your one, you know, your one thing in life that makes you anything is to have a kid. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, I'm afraid of them. Um, but no, I think there's me more similarly. <laughs> That's, that's yeah that's just a small detail um but i do i think that's a great note to leave it on and just super important and look at your your life is what it is and it's and it's amazing so um i love it thank you for hanging out with me and talking with me and wearing Thanks so much me. yes oh my gosh i hope that i can see you very soon and um that i hope that you get to play the second half in japan i really hope that That'd be great. <laughs> Gosh. But okay, well, until next time, Jordan Taylor, much love to you in Michigan. Bye. Bye. <laughs>